So hello, fellas, and uh, welcome to another episode of Cyber Talk. So uh, this actually starts, uh, we're actually start, start getting into something here. I mean, we're, we're building some momentum. This is our, uh, this is our third episode, and um, in this uh, show, if we can call it a show, um, we could, I guess, right? Um, yeah. We are actually answering your cybersecurity questions, uh, and um, it's just an informal discussion between me and Alexis here, in, like I said, in which we are answering your cybersecurity questions, which uh, you can ask using uh, the Google form, which is gonna be linked in the description of this video. So if you have questions, go to the Google form and put them there. And uh, hopefully at some point, uh, we're gonna get to your question. Right now, uh, there are many questions piled up, so we'll try to um, go through a few of them with each, uh, with each of these episodes. So uh, that being said, let's just, uh, let's do a quick round of introductions like, uh, and uh, get moving forward uh, uh, to your questions. So I'm going to start. Um, I'm Chris. I work in cybersecurity. Uh, my current focus is in um, penetration testing and bug bounty hunting. And I would say that um, I've been in the field uh, for roughly two years, which is like still very little compared to a lot of the veterans out there and compared to Alexis as well, because he's got a lot more experience than I do. Um, and like I said, my main focus uh, is penetration testing and uh, bug bounty hunting. I've just recently started doing bug bounty hunting. And uh, uh, once I feel that I, um, I get good or at least decent at uh, uh, these two subfields of cybersecurity, I might want to progress into uh, reverse engineering uh, and malware analysis, which... Uh, my co-host here, Alexis, has a lot more experience than I do. So, yeah, that's uh, that's all about me for now. Alexis? Uh, yeah, thank you for, for the introduction. Uh, um, so my name is Alexis. Uh, I, I work as a network penetration tester, and uh, I've currently been working with the Linux kernel, so just uh, working on kernel hacking. Uh, I've also gotten into reverse engineering and disassembly on quite a deep level as well. Um, so, so that's what I've been focusing on primarily, uh, and uh, yeah, that, that's been extremely interesting. So, that's that's primarily what I've been working on. Are you also actually doing penetration testing, or just uh, focusing on? Uh... Uh, yeah, I, I do work on pen testing. Of course, I play CTFs uh, with various uh, with various CTFs, and of course, the hacked box, Falnab. So, I, I do delve into pen testing quite a bit. But of late, my focus has primarily been around uh, Linux, uh, the Linux kernel. So I guess that's really exciting, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's uh, jump into the first question, which says, and I'm going to read here. I am currently a senior in high school. Uh, I have messed around with Python, Kelly, Termux. Termux is... Uh, is actually a mobile application. I don't think they do have, do they have a like a laptop based thing or is, is it just mobile? Do you know, Alexa? I think it's just, it's just Android, so primarily mobile. Okay, so 
Termox and CompTIA Network Plus just trying to get into pen testing. My plan is to self-study some networking and Python a bit, and I'm planning on going to a community college for cyber uh, defense, get an internship for experience, then self-study more, and go for e-learn security network pen tester path. So this is like a description of what uh, this fellow is into. Then learn Python with networking because I don't want to be a skid, which is actually a script kitty. Okay, is my plan good enough, he asks. How do I self-study better and more effectively? What do you say, Alexis? Um, yeah, so I, I have uh, quite a bit of experience with this as I'm a network penetration tester myself. Um, so I think for, for the most part, you, you've got it right in regards to, to what you're focusing on, that being uh, Network Plus and then also taking a look at Python as well. So I think uh, focus first uh, primarily on Network Plus. Uh, if you can also take a look at Security Plus because uh, there's a lot of valuable information there, uh, you know, to do with networking as well to, to a certain extent. But uh, if you're self-studying, I would recommend starting off with networking. So Network Plus, as you just mentioned, um, the, 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 the most important part here is to learn about uh, the TCP IP stack and, of course, uh, the entire OSI model, uh, the, the OSI model uh, on, on its on its own, because there's a lot of information stuff that uh, a lot of uh, important stuff that you'll require there. Um, secondly, I would say um, start working with uh, various operating systems. When I, when I say this, I mean with Windows and uh, Linux, so that you understand how networking uh, essentially behaves and interacts with those two operating systems and so sort of get an understanding of how they, they work and their inherent uh, network weaknesses or vulnerabilities that they suffer from. So that, that's a very, interesting, uh, a very interesting caveat there. Uh, I would then say um, start focusing on um, writing your own scripts. Uh, these are network scripts, of course, using either Python or you know, bash scripting. So you can start off with simple scripts like the ping sweep uh, scripts and then start focusing on vulnerability scanners, uh, port scanners. And you can, once, once you essentially learn that, it'll, it'll just start opening up your creative side so you can start working on other network uh, scripts that you can use uh, when performing pen tests. So focus on scripting as well. It's gonna be really useful in automating a lot of scans, a lot of custom scans. Uh, whether they be focused on particular vulnerabilities on a larger network, so very important. And uh, finally, uh, as you said, uh, the you wanted to get into, you wanted to use eLearn security as um, a sort of your 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 launching pad for getting into net uh, network penetration testing through the network pen tester path. So I'd say that's a great starting point. And then uh, on top of that, you can you can start play, uh, playing around with. Uh, with vulnerable boxes and sort of work on creating your own network environment. Uh, this is something that's uh, that, that's quite interesting, especially when creating you know your own uh, network and subnet, and also working on a DMZ. So that that will become very interesting. And then you can also go for um, you can go for the offensive security certification. So OSCP that that also is very very useful and will come in handy uh, when working with networks. So th that that's basically what I think. Okay, so um, yeah, uh, you've actually kind of nailed it. Um, what I would simply, I would actually wanna re-emphasize something that you've said um, is that of actually 
doing or building or writing their own scripts or writing his own script. Uh, I don't know, is uh, this uh, um, he or she? Anyways, um, either way, um, writing your own scripts is really important because uh, this is how you, I feel, so from a personal perspective, I feel that one of the best ways to learn something is to actually try to do it yourself. And of course, try to teach someone else like we are doing uh, on YouTube. Uh, I've learned, I've actually learned a lot by trying to uh, like put myself in front of the camera or in front of the screen and record the screen and trying to show uh, what I'm learning to other people because it kind of puts you in sort of a different like mentality, mindset, uh, so to speak. To re-emphasize, it is really important uh, when you learn something to actually try to do it, your, do it yourself. So in this case, if you write your own scripts and we're talking about network penetration testing, oh my God, there's, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, things that you can do i mean try to build an ip scanner or try to uh, in bash and python try to see which one works better um, try to kind of automate steps of your penetration test uh, using bash or python both of them are really really good and uh, bash can be really fast and you can also make python faster by actually threading by using uh, threading it's of course it's not going to be as fast as c plus plus but i mean uh, you're going to write a python script much faster and it's going to be much easier to actually uh, be, it's, it's going to be much easier to do it because you have a lot of modules i mean there are tons of libraries for networking including scape um, and you can also actually use uh, those uh, simple uh, the simple library, the socket library, which would be, I would start with the socket library for network programming because that's like, it, it comes in the standard Python library and that's like uh, Basecamp, it's ground zero, uh, I would say for, for networking. So getting back to the main thing here, um, self-studying better. Self-studying better is, um, you would achieve this by, everything that Alexis said here and my re-emphasis on uh, actually doing things yourself. It's not like passively learning from a book or from a course, but actually trying to get your hands uh, dirty and uh, try to do stuff yourself. Hopefully this is helpful. Okay. Um, Anything, any other pointers you want to add, Alexis, or we just uh, move to the next one? Um, no, you, you pretty much explained uh, the, the part I left out in regards to actually, um, you know, doing what you're learning as opposed to just passively going through it. So no, you, you hit the nail on its head. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I am one of the people who actually learns by doing, but I feel that uh, I feel that I'm really learning better or faster. Uh, by actually doing stuff because I myself, uh, I'm, well, in my learning, I'm actually combining, combining multiple learning methods, but uh, I feel that the best that works for me is like trying to do stuff myself, informally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so question number two. I have completed CEH, which is Certified Ethical, ethical Hacker, and learning Python for hackers, I am looking for 
So what? I have completed CEH and learning Python for hackers. I am looking for a pen testing guide. How can I learn more about pen testing to get job, to get a job? So no question mark, no nothing, no punctuation, but we'll try to um, understand what, what they want to say. <laughs> you want to take it, Alexis? Um, yeah, so for, first of all, for, for some weird reason, people actually think CH is like a pen testing certification. Um, let, me, let me just clarify that, that it, it really isn't. And um, it, it's primarily just a certification that focuses on educating students in the essentials of security. So it's, it's, so it's sort of an introductory certificate, similar to what you would get with CompTIA Security Plus, right? So it has nothing to do with actively engaging targets, although it might cover that, but it really doesn't focus in a practical way. I, I do know that they have introduced CH Practical, which uh, sort of have, has uh, live labs where you can practice these techniques, uh, but typically, uh, Typically speaking, uh, CH is not a pen testing certificate. So uh, I, I think your, the, the, the answer to the question is, is if you want to get a job, you need to get uh, you know, f fairly good at pen testing. And one of, the, one, of, one of the ways of doing this is by, of course, getting your hands dirty with pen testing. So uh, you, you know, you, there's many ways of doing this. You can start off with various courses or books and um, you can then start putting into uh, into action what you're learning, similar to what Chris uh, said previously uh, in, in the previous question. So you can start testing it out with vulnerable boxes uh, from Vulnerable or Hack the Box just to get an idea of, uh, of the various tools you'll be using in pen testing, understanding how it works, actively exploiting a target, stuff like that. Um, so start working, um, start working on getting your hands dirty and then you will very quickly identify areas where you're, you're lacking in terms of skill or knowledge. Uh, so your next step should be uh, to remedy these uh, the, these gaps or to try and fix uh, or to try and uh, improve where, where you're actually lacking. So there are many ways you can do this. You can take a look at various books. Uh, one of the books I recommend is the Hacker's Playbook. It's a great intro introductory book uh, that really covers the essentials. Uh, so it, it, I think there are about three books in the collection now. So you can start off with those ones. Yeah. And then I think uh, once you have nailed down where you're making mistakes or where you're going wrong and you've remedied them, you can then start working on your own uh, pen testing methodology. So uh, again, just uh, understanding how you yourself will go through certain uh, pen tests, uh, you know, depending on whether it may be a black box test or a white box test or even a gray box test. So uh, building your own methodology, I feel is extremely important. And then finally, of course, is to get your uh, your entry level pen testing certificate and of course that's going to be oscp that's pretty much the standard now i know there are plenty of other certificates like from elan security but one of the most recognized options is going to be oscp and that to some extent will guarantee that you'll get a job if you're well prepared for it so that's personally what i think okay solid answer so um uh, they actually their their main point is how can I learn more about pen testing to get a job? Uh, and what I want to highlight here, um, aside of what you're, you were saying, which I think is complementary to what you're saying, uh, is that um, in my view, what's more important is what you know uh, when it comes to getting a job than what kind of certification you have. Uh, I cannot like uh, evaluate how good CEH is, but in my understanding, uh, 
it's probably good. I mean, it gets, uh, it get, if you're just starting out in the field, it actually gets you acquainted or familiarized with uh, a lot of the, the, the methodology or the technicalities that are in cybersecurity. And that, that's a good thing. It, it may become, I, I kind of know that it wasn't uh, too practical. It was more like uh, theoretical so far, but as you've said, since they've added uh, the practice labs, it might be more technical. Uh, I, do they still have like, uh, is the exam like still multiple choice or is it like uh, practical? Um, I, I think for, for, for the standard CH certification, it's still multiple choice. I, I'm not sure about the practical certification. They probably have uh, some level of, uh, of you know, uh, attacking actual labs. So I'm, I'm not really sure there. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that probably doesn't matter. Uh, it's my, my point was that it's what you know that what uh, more important than what type of certification you have. Because if you're going to a job interview, of course, certifications are good and they actually, they can actually open a lot of doors. But if you don't know this, if you don't know uh, what you should do in a job, I mean, a certification wouldn't help you. You would be able to get a job. It's more likely that you would be able to get a job without a certification if you're really good at what you're doing than with a certification that has been obtained, like not necessarily, maybe a one that has been obtained fraudulently or um, a certification that doesn't teach you like, uh, a lot of the stuff that's actually uh, in a pen testing job. Because I would say that uh, certifications might not 100% reflect what you would have to do in a job. They might uh, show you scenarios, potential scenarios, but in real life, you often realize that it's like, it's much more different than what you've learned like passively. So anyway, my, my point was to, um, my emphasis was on it's more important uh, what you know uh, compared to a certification. Uh, and in terms of, um, you've mentioned uh, they should start doing their own penetration testing methodology. If they don't know, if they do not know how to develop that, there's also, there's the standard penetration testing methodology, which comprises of at least five stages from what I know. They yeah. could go through that uh, penetration. They could take that as a start point, start point, the penetration testing methodology and actually develop uh, their own unique perspective on that. Uh, of course, like, following it so yeah any pointers to that alexis um yeah i think it's, it's very good advice in regards to what you just pointed out i think it's very important to 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 know to, to to actually pursue knowledge rather than an actual certification so you know to hold up knowledge as as a better value uh, as opposed to you know just thinking it's all about certifications and stuff like that and again thank you for adding the uh little caveat there in regards to the pen testing methodology the standard one I, that, that's a great starting point as well so yeah all right okay let's move on to the next one which says so question three which book or web pages or resources do you recommend to learn all about ethical hacking and penetration testing 
So I feel like um, we kind of answered or we kind of touched upon this question in previous, uh, in in the first or in the second episode, but we could reemphasize some of the main uh, some of the main points uh, uh, from from then. What do you say, Alexis? So, um, yeah. So the, this this question is is quite broad in regards to what it's asking for because there's, there's tons of resources. All I can do is simply just point you uh, in the direction of a great starting point, and then you know you can sort of build uh, you can build up from there. So. Starting off with books, which was the first question, uh, I always recommend the Hacker Playbook. If 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 you're a beginner and you're looking for uh, you know an entry point, that's by Peter Kim, right? Yes, yes. So it's it's typically the the entire collection. I think is the, the third version was also released released uh, I think last year. I'm not too sure, uh, but the, those, are, yeah. those are excellent books, right? And uh, they, they'll, they'll sort of give you a starting point into pen testing. Uh, the second one that I feel is like a must-have is like the Red Team Field Manual um, that primarily like has all the the important and useful commands that uh, well not commands but just nifty tips and tricks that you'll find extremely useful when uh, when when performing a pen test. So uh, that, that, that's the second one. Um, I would also say uh, the the other one was uh, I can't remember the author. Um, but it's it's a fantastic book and it's actually one of the recommended readings for pen testers. It's uh, I think it's called the it's called penetration testing, uh, the hands-on introduction to hacking or something like that. Uh, it's it's quite an old book at this point and I believe there is a second version being worked on, but that pretty much covers like everything you could you could possibly be interested in regards uh, regarding. I don't think I know that one. Uh, it, it, it's an excellent book, and and the reason I recommend it is because, again, as I said, it covers like every every stage of the pen test and breaks everything down so that you can understand it. And of course, the final one I recommend, and it's one of my personal favorites, is uh, I think it's hacking the art of exploitation, and it, it really isn't related to pen testing per se, but it, it's it's an excellent book in in regards to you know working with exploits and stuff, like writing your own exploits as well. So very useful, uh, something that you might want to check out later on once you've, uh, you're, you're, you're a bit more competent in, at what you're doing. Um, in regards to websites, I think, in my opinion, the greatest starting point is obviously going to be uh, Cybrary because they have uh, quite a few free courses uh, and it, it, I think it's a fantastic resource for the community. Uh, truly, truly great resource. Um, that's pretty much where I would you know, push anyone who's looking for a starting point. Uh, when talking about uh, actual labs and um, and practicing your uh, your skills, there there's tons of sites. As you know, we've talked about Hack the Box, Volnub. Uh, there are a few others. Uh, so, for example, we have Pentester Lab. Um, we also have Attack Defense and Pentester Academy, which are uh, I think are also. Uh, high up there but of course they require a subscription of, of sorts so for those of you who are interested in taking that route and having an, an active subscription to these services they're truly excellent services uh, but for a free resource all i can say is that cyber is the best and of course uh, the, the books that i've mentioned can supplement can supplement that but uh, you will find additional resources as you move along so that's pretty much all all, all, all that i have to say and the resources that i think are the best Awesome. Okay, so uh, 
will link to all of these uh, resources in the description of this video. Uh, what I wanna add here, so uh, aside of these amazing resources, I would say that uh, in terms of books, one of my uh, like reference books, which is still, I mean, it's a book from 2011, it's uh, the Web Application Hacker's Handbook uh, by Defeat Stuttered, yeah. um that even though it's like an older book uh, it still pretty much applies to a lot of um to a lot of the methodologies and a lot of uh, the practical stuff that's going on today uh in terms of pen pen testing web applications so yeah web app hackers handbook and i might have a few other titles but uh those would be more like for uh, bug bounty hunting but the question asks uh, ethical hacking and penetration testing so i don't know maybe we'll approach bug bounty hunting in another um, episode in terms of uh, in terms of library in terms of um, uh, web resources uh, cybery yes it's one of the the best out there uh, because they have a lot of stuff for free back uh, like a year ago uh, everything on cyber i believe was free uh, but i i think at the beginning of 2019 they started adding some uh, paid content or content behind a subscription they're inside their pro subscription which is like a hundred dollars a month i've actually tested that out and i have to say that it's really good they have a lot of practice labs with real world scenarios, which is what I like. I don't like CTF-like stuff. Uh, they have a lot of real world scenarios from different providers. So if you go, for example, on uh, Hack the Box, um, all, the, all the boxes there are made uh, like in a similar way. So you have a box, a Linux box or a Windows box, you have to get a flag and stuff like that. But the... Um, the practice labs on Cybery, let's say on a topic, for example, SQL injection, you have uh, you have the lab, uh, you have labs from multiple providers, giving you different types of approaches towards exploiting SQL injection, and that's uh, that's really important because you learn from a multi perspective, and that, in my view, is of course better. So Cybery is the good way to go. I mean, they don't have free labs from what I know, but they have free courses. One of the good courses I believe is still free is uh, Georgia Whitman's advanced pen testing. That would be a good start, even though it, it says advanced pen testing, I'm not really sure if it's advanced. It's, it's one of the first uh, courses from what I know on Cybery um, and also, from what I know, Georgia is working. Maybe she look. So I, I think um, she's. I know she's working on the second um, edition of her book, and I believe she's also working. Um, hope I'm not wrong. She's also working on the second edition of of the the course. So that course by Georgia Weedman on Cybery and also the course by Ken Underhill uh, on uh, penetration testing. Yeah. Um, those are two good ones to start. She's actually the, the author of, of the book that I just mentioned, uh, Hands-On Introduction. Oh, Hacking. yeah, right. Yeah, of course. So, so I don't know why I thought, I mean, it, it didn't ring a bell when you, when you said the title, but... Uh, 
Yeah, you yeah, learned so from you, you learned from, from from the cover. Yeah, so we'll actually link to to Georgia's book in the description, and hopefully she's going to release the second edition soon. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of another platform, that would be Attack Defense Labs. You mentioned it, Alexis. Uh, uh, I'm not sure how much you've practiced on, on Attack Defense Labs. I've practiced a little, and I've done quite a few videos on Attack Defense. I think, I think they have a lot of potential. Right now, their subscription is around like $35 to $40 a month, which I would say is worth it. It's definitely worth it because you have a lot of... Um, a lot of scenarios uh, and most of them are real world lifelike scenarios divided into like tons of uh, tons of categories stuff like network recon real world web apps traffic analysis metasploit offensive python cracking infrastructure attacks secure coding reverse engineering forensics and i'm actually reading from there their website uh, here malware analysis exploit yeah. research cloud security a lot of good stuff so um i would say attack defense labs would be worth a try and maybe in in another uh, episode we're gonna do some of these challenges live with uh, yep. with you guys uh, and this is something that uh we wanted to touch upon uh these generic like uh, questions generalized like broad perspective questions are good we like answering them but we also want to emphasize the fact that we want to see more technical questions over here so alexis said that uh, he's doing uh, he's doing malware analysis and uh, he's doing uh, a kernel stuff uh, i think he would be more than pleased to actually answer uh, some questions related to that topic more technical questions and I, of course, uh, would enjoy um, like answering questions related to bug bounty hunting and penetration testing. Uh, so yeah, make sure to leave us more questions, more technical questions in the Google form linked in the description. Okay, so we went on off a tangent there. So let's get back to this. I think it's the last question. Yeah. Um, so it says question i believe is question number four is jumping to different categories of cybersecurity a bad thing damn straight it is how would someone do this without negative consequences if any alexis um yeah so this this is a question that uh, I, I get asked a lot no not particularly online but i get it asked uh, by a lot of students and um i think uh, what they end up, you know, finding themselves doing is like constantly switching from specialization to specialization. And they, so some of the, uh, so some of these students are conscious about it, which is a good thing. And yes, uh, as you just said, uh, it, 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 it does have a, a, neg a negative effect because uh, you're pretty much just studying a little bit of everything. You're not really going in depth into anything and building up skills. So, um, I understand that it, it happens when you're a beginner and uh, the, the reason it happens, I've actually discovered this, uh, one of the prime reasons it, it happens with students or beginners is because uh, they feel that if they jump to another category or a specialization, it'll be, it'll be much easier than the one they're in. So 
they're actually looking for for much easier stuff to do which again i can understand but it isn't a good way of approaching things in fact it's the it's the harder things that are the most reward, rewarding things to learn and to master so yes it, it can be extremely negative however if you are a beginner or a student um i understand why you're doing it you you might be doing it to to, to learn more about the various specializations uh, and the uh, the categories uh, and uh, that is important because to, to, to some level, they, they also overlap. So, uh, you know, pen testing could overlap with us, you know, with malware and malware analysis. And I totally get that. However, I think the first thing to do uh, is to establish, you know, a good presence in one domain and to build up your skill there. And then after you've done that and you're reputable in that particular field, you can then start delving into other things that interest you. But as a beginner or a student, it, it, it can be very negative because you would find yourself just wasting time uh, constantly switching from field to field. So that's personally what I think. I would say that it's actually mentally draining to try to move from one thing to another to the next shiny thing. And uh, yeah. it's like, it's really hard these days to actually be super focused uh, uh, because our, I, I'm not really sure if we're actually mentally built to be able to uh, exercise focus the way we should these days because if you really want to get good at something you have to focus on that something and this is actually a no-brainer right if you want to get good at pen testing do pen testing until it get out it spills out from your brain it, it like spills through your ears um, it's it's depth versus breath so it's if you want to go deep you have to have extreme focus um, uh, and i don't know uh, we are living in a world today in which uh, focus we're probably living in a world um, deficient in focus and there are a few resources i mean these are not cybersecurity related that would help uh, one uh, be better at focusing uh, uh, at something instead of jumping to the next shiny thing because there's an opportunity cost there. So, uh, and you're not winning. You're not winning if you move from one thing through another because you're, uh, you're jack of all trades and master of none, of course. Uh, and one of, the, one of the resources I would uh, suggest to someone, I mean, these are books. There's a book by Cal Newport called Deep Work, which is really, really good. I would also, um, I would also suggest, uh, if someone wants to get good at something, I would also suggest Focus by Daniel Goleman. It's not as good as Deep Work, but it's a, it's a decent reading. And there was another book, uh, which I don't remember the title. I think it was by Near eel i'm actually going to link it in the description i don't want to butcher the title or the name of the the author uh but uh these resources would actually help you concentrate or focus on one thing until you master it of course there's a really good book by robert green mastery which is definitely a must read uh, um, if you want to like be able to stay away from ever chasing something else and never actually getting good at something. So uh, this was like kind of uh, 
maybe an unexpected answer to this question. So, yeah. Do you have anything to add to it, Alexis? Um, yeah, I think it's interesting that you mentioned the book Mastery because uh, a trend that I've been seeing similar to what he mentions in the book is, you know, just chasing what's new and shiny, as you mentioned. And what's new and shiny might be, you know, uh, a new specialization that might offer, you know, job opportunities uh, in quotes. Uh, we all know about those type of opportunities. And secondly, uh, some people may be, motiv uh, may be motivated by money, which in the early stages of your career shouldn't be something you, you, you should be interested in or it shouldn't be something that you have fixated as your, as your main objective. So I think th th this is what's becoming the, the real problem. And you see it with, with all of these cybersecurity fields. Many students, you know, when you ask them well, why they're getting into cybersecurity, will answer, you know, I, I want to get a good job. And th that's totally understandable. But your main objective in, your, in the early stages of your career should be advancing your knowledge as opposed to, you know, just focusing on money, which I totally understand, by the way. And uh, again, it's just about what you have prioritized. And as you said, uh, depth is extremely important when it comes down to your particular career. Yeah, so money will get you material satisfaction until some point. You can buy a lot of stuff with money. Money is good. I mean, money can be good or evil, depending on how you use it. Uh, but deep satisfaction, like inner satisfaction, is not something that money is going to get you. Absolutely. Deep satisfaction would be probably uh, you mastering a certain subfield of cybersecurity and actually seeing the results of your work, seeing positive results of your work in cybersecurity out there. That's what's going to get you uh, satisfaction because I see a lot of people that make a lot of money in different fields, not necessarily in cybersecurity, but they are not satisfied because yeah. they don't have anything else other than money as a result of their work and that's like it it probably feels like shit i think absolutely and as you just said there's no you 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 can't really show anything for all the hard work you've put into and again it's you just find out that you put all your hard work in for money and uh, money can't buy mastery nor achievement so yeah definitely well put extremely well put okay so we're uh we're kind of uh, close to the end. Let's actually let's actually an, a, answer another like quick question that we have here, which is sort of like not necessarily uh, super related to maybe the technical stuff of cybersecurity. So it says so. This would be an additional or an auxiliary question. What is something you would have told your younger self not to do? Or in other words, what is something you wish you didn't do looking back into your journey to this career? So I kind of have to correct myself. It is pertinent to cybersecurity. What is something you wish you didn't do looking back into your journey in cybersecurity, in your cybersecurity career? What do you say, Alexis? Um, yeah, that, that's, that's a very good question. Um... I haven't really looked back or reflected on it uh, from a cybersecurity perspective, but I think um, what I would say is uh, it's it's very important to 
to listen to what your peers have to say. And when I say peers, I mean, you know, the people you look up to in, 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 in the form of a mentor. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I think I, I ignored some advice from, uh, from mentors or people who are, uh, you know, really, really high up there in terms of cybersecurity in the industry. And I, I can understand why I did it. But again, I think in the early stages of your career, it's extremely important to, to listen for feedback. And that'll really tell you where you're making mistakes, where you're going wrong, because they, they've done it and they're, they're just trying to help you and, you know, get you the shortest, uh, the shortest path through this uh, without you making the mistakes that they did. So I think that's, that, that's just one that I would say, I, I, I would look back on and say, you know, yeah, I, I should have actually listened instead of going my own way and trying it out myself. So I think that that's extremely important. Okay, so those who are just starting out, make note of what Alexis said. So um, what is something I wish I didn't do looking back into uh, my journey in cybersecurity? And my answer to this would be related to uh, the answer to the previous question. I wish I would have been more focused on a single thing because I know that um, I jumped into a lot of stuff ever since I got uh, acquainted or get I got myself familiarized with what cybersecurity is I know that I've tried a lot of stuff and I was going into uh, these different like topics avenues subfields of cybersecurity and of course I never felt that I actually learned something like uh, solid in any of them until I started focusing on a single thing and that single thing uh, was for me uh, penetration testing when I started like focusing specifically on penetration testing um, that at that point I decided that uh, I want to get a uh, certification and I went for the OSCP and that that was my commitment to the fact that um, I want to focus on a single thing and my commitment of course came with the, the fact that so I felt more more motivated to keep doing what I'm doing to focus on one thing was the fact that I had to pay a thousand dollars for the certification so I mean I never paid for a certification that was like something kind of unfamiliar to me and it actually made me uh, stick to it and try to devote the most of my time uh, to try to make the best of those two months that I uh, learned uh, and that I practiced uh, to get my OSCP. So yeah, my answer is uh, I wish I would have uh, have I would have focused on only one thing. And this I would say is not only applicable to cybersecurity, but to anything you want to do in life. If you wanna uh, if you wanna be good, go deep. Yeah. So I think that uh, we're kind of out of time with, uh, with this uh, episode. And I would actually have to remind everyone that you can leave your questions uh, in the Google form, which is linked in the description of this video. Uh, you can also find us, um, we'll also link our social media presence, uh, our Discord channels, our um, each other's is YouTube channels, uh, our Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, we're gonna link everything in the description, everything that we said. So uh, yeah, once again, 
give us more technical questions. Yeah. And with that said, I would say thank you for watching. Thank you, Alexis. And I'm looking really for, I'm really looking forward to actually move forward with this, uh, with this cyber talk. Um, yeah, thanks a lot for being with me, Chris. Uh, this is just becoming extremely exciting and uh, we're really getting very good questions. So we want to thank you for that, first of all. And as we just, as, as Chris just said, you can find out uh, more about this, uh, this episode or this series in the description section. You can post your questions there and you'll have all our links in the description section. So again, leave us any questions you may have and we're open to uh, very technical questions as well. So. Uh, thank you very much so far for watching this series and uh, thank you for staying with us and uh, we'll be seeing you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.